Never in my life did we get Quality Street. Why did you not get Quality Street? We didn't. They were Protestant sweets, Dennis. In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural, and the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust. Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan. Or as they prefer to be called, the Unexplained Legends. This week on Unexplained Legends, the ghosts of the Mispa Hotel. Welcome listeners, this week's episode of Unexplained Legends. I'm Marjorie Sullivan and with me as always is... Dennis Kitchenfire Len. And together we are the Unexplained Legends. Um, uh, Dennis... Oh, sorry, I fucked that. The no, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me such sass on that. No, sorry, I was sorry. just going to say before I tell you about my little kitchen nightmare. Uh, we will be appearing on October 24th, uh, 2023, this year, right? It's in a week's time as part of the Irish Creative Collective in the London Irish Centre. We're going to be doing a live podcast, which is going to be Woo! unbelievable. Um, there's going to be guests in there as well from other podcasts. And all you have to do is... Like, get onto our Instagram, even go onto the Irish Creative Collective, go onto the London Irish Centre, and uh, you can register some tickets for yourself. Tickets are free. That's how much they cost. They're free. free. Can you believe that? Can you believe yeah. that? What, do you, what in this life is free? You couldn't even Nothing. get a refresher. You couldn't even get a refresher bar for free. No, no, you couldn't. You couldn't. Unless, I guess, they were towing it away or it was out of date or something. But, I th- uh, but I think Dennis... Re- one second. I think refresher on. bars should have the same sort of public health warnings on them as cigarette packets do. They should be grey. There should be no like no colour on them whatsoever. And it should just be pictures of children with their teeth missing after being pulled out by a refresher. I was telling you that, wasn't I? That my dentist, he always tries to give me um, mini refreshers after I get procedures done. He gives you a big ball of them, doesn't he? And then he goes, would you like, would you like fruit salads or blackjacks today? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to mash them into a ball for you? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Here you go. Here you go. Uh, Dennis... The uh, should I be calling you Gordon Ramsay because yeah, you you've had a right kitchen nightmare? I've had a right kitchen nightmare. Uh, did I tell you about it? No, <laughs> you hinted. I don't. To be honest, I don't know if I should say this on the podcast just because. Right, the only reason is oh. if I put it on record. It didn't happen to you, did it? It didn't happen to me, a friend of mine. It happened to a friend, a friend of yours. Half his kitchen collapsed. <laughs> but look, I'm leaving it. To the, I'll Jesus. do it. I'll do it. On Patreon. Right, I'll do it. On Patreon. Right, okay. come over support us okay. on Patreon. Um, other than that, though, I will say, Raj, I see you're wearing a big, uh, big woolly jumper. You're wearing um, what do you call those things that are uh, blankets, but they're jumpers? Oh, I, I, well, I'm not. I'm wearing a hoodie. You're talking about like shoodies or yeah, or yeah, something like that. shoodies. I'm, I'm, but I'm wearing a hoodie, right? You won't believe. You won't believe what hoodie I'm wearing. What tag value is it? Oh, it's a good tag value. This hoodie was five pounds, mm. right, from Sports Direct. Um, I'm not, I'm not sponsored. It is a crossover hoodie between a company called uh, Yoyan Hizzy and Everlast. Right. And what they are is they're a um, they're like a custom car An rap abomination. company. <laughs> yeah, they're a custom car rap company that you okay. know do the, like the custom wraps on cars. And um, this was a hoodie between uh, a partnership that happened, bet- like a cross-promotional thing that happened between them. But th- I think things went sour. Uh, so now they're really cheap and they're just selling all of them. And I just wanted a hoodie. Yeah. But 
Listen. So what is it? Is it just a plain hoodie? I thought it was going to be some dodgy oh. animating on the back of it or something. No, no, I'll stand up and I'll do an all twirl for you, yeah? You get up and do twirls on this podcast an incredible amount of time. It's plain just a plain old, plain old hoodie. Plain back, it says ass plain man back. on the back, but other, in Del Montes, but other than that, it's pretty normal. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with ass man, yeah? How are you, <laughs> yeah. How are you finding the cold? Are you going after Mr. Freezes now? Is that season over with? Um, I'm on Mr. Hot's. They're the same thing, but I keep them in the oven. We got a message in from uh, Joseph, right? Joseph actually uh, got us on to doing the episode on uh, exploding because he said that he had a a fear of human combustion. Um, And he said that he just caught up with the episode. And he said, I was just catching up on the show and just got to the combustion episode and it made my day. Warmed my heart. It was a great show. Thank you so much. Oh, I hope it didn't warm him too much because he'll explode. Now, I've got, a, I've got another message here, right, from a man who has titled himself at the end of this message, Canada Matt. Do you remember? Canada Ca- Matt. No, not Canada Matt. Canada Matt. <laughs> Canada Matt. Oh, yes, yes. Canada Matt. Canada Canada Matt. Matt. Cat and the Matt. Oh, yes, yes. I know his name has changed to Cat and the Matt. <laughs> Cat and the Matt. <laughs> All right, so Cat and the Matt said to us, Hey, Dennis, Roger. Uh, oh, me first, that's nice. Canada Matt here. Congratulations on your one year. I'm just getting caught up in some back episodes. Did we do a lot of back episodes? And I, I just, think we did. <laughs> and I just wanted to reach out and say I haven't deserted you guys. Thank God, Cat and the Matt. You oh. guys are still killing it and making me laugh with every episode. Not enough oh. for a full episode, but check out Trunko. The cryptid, okay. cool, crazy, weird stuff there. Also, a creepy, weird one is the bloop. This freaky, scary, unknown oh, of the ocean deep. Love the bloop. Keep up the good work, boys. Here's another yeah. year smashing. Sh- smashing shing year. Um, that's nice, from, uh, nice. Well, thank Kat you. Thank you very much, Cat and Matt. Um, <laughs> and, and the bloop. The bloop is a great one. We will do. We will Terrifying. Do that. Very scary, the yeah. bloop. I have to say as well, um, the uh, <laughs> the bloop used to be my nickname <laughs> in college. Uh, no, the I will say that um, the I do, I do really appreciate that um, at Cat and Matt, and I, I I will say as well the spontaneous combustion uh, that that actually might potentially have um, have made its way into into a joke. That I, that I do on stage now. I don't know if it has or has not yet. Oh wow, man! Yeah, yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to maybe do it for us there? I, I uh, know, I, I know you didn't bring it up. No, I know you didn't. Bring it up, <laughs> no, no, But no, I'm no. sure I'd love to hear it. And all the boys and girls at home would love to hear it. Uh, it's not done. It's not. Done. Oh, it's not brilliant! Done. What a fantastic update! What a yeah! yeah thanks so much. <laughs> it's not done yet. Uh, it's still in the oven. And we have a letter it, here from Stephen who says he likes cats. Yeah. Thanks, Stephen. Well, but when it's done, I will, I'll make sure to say, after I say it and it crushes, I'll say, you know, pour one out for Joe. Thank uh, you, Joe, for, for inspiring. All right. What are we doing this week? This week, Dennis, we're doing an episode called The Haunting of the Mispah Hotel. Ooh. Ooh. Where, See, it's another spooky one for Halloween. Where's the misspelled hotel? Um, it's in Nevada. Oh, Nevada, spooky place. I've been there before. Do you have know? You? What actually, have you? Weirdly enough, that's where my friend the ghost got his nickname. So, because we woke up one morning after a particularly hard night in a weird little place called Flagstaff, and the next morning he was white as a sheet, and someone said, "Hello, ghost." I think I think it was originally <laughs> I think it was originally Mister Ghost, right? Hello, Mister Ghost. 
And he turned to us and he goes, ha, that'll never stick. And then everyone groaned because they were just like, you fucking idiot. You idiot. You know, ghost forever. And then he was. Um, maybe he wanted to be called ghost. Yeah, maybe he engineered it. Maybe he drank that. It's quite much. a cool nickname. It's quite a cool nickname. Yeah, but you, like when but, you consider it. But Raj, you've got like Splinter Cell Brain or something like like as in it wasn't. You know, you're thinking like Metal Gear Solid type things. Yeah, like, yeah. But this this was like more Casper the Ghost. Oh, but uh, hey, listen, if you called him Casper, he'd be dead. Do you know that? Um, like, do you know Casper the Ghost has been done? He cancelled, isn't he? Yeah, he's been done. Yeah. Because he actually wasn't, uh, he wasn't a child at all. No, he wasn't, he's a grown man. And he was way too friendly. Yeah, a lot of photos came out and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, what are we doing? Get on to whatever we do. (laughs) We'll crack on, listen, on the back of that, let's crack on with the lamestream narrative. Nestled in the eerie silence of Tonopah, Nevada's desolate landscape, the Mispah Hotel stands as a sinister relic of a bygone era. Constructed in 1907, this ominous hotel's history is steeped in darkness, not just from its mining past, but also from the chilling spectres that roam its desolate corridors. The Mispah Hotel is not merely a place to rest one's head, but also a hotbed of paranormal activity, earning it the reputation as one of America's most haunted hotels. Whoa, can we just get a little bit of clarification there on a few things, right? Well done mm-hmm. on hotbed, really like that. I don't know if you noticed right, you did yeah. that, but that was very good. Uh, the other thing is one of America's most haunted hotels. So yes. could you just give us, like, where are we? We, we top 50, we, like, you know... Are we first division? Like where? Mm, top ten. T- top, top ten. I'd genuinely say. top ten. Yeah, I'd say top ten. Yeah. And uh, are we going top five? Um, disputed. Well, I mean, top ten in all of America is pretty good. I think it's top ten. Yeah, definitely. Like you have, um, you know, I could see Gordon Ramsay going here. Would it get a good the ghost re- equivalent? Would it get a good review on CryptAdvisor? Oh. That honestly, that's that that's probably one of the best things you've said on the podcast. <laughs> you, like, it's just so easy. It's like just, you just replace one of the words and just make it sound slightly like it, and then you're like, "Whoa, man!" Oh, I have to you're take gone. A you're gone. Are you back? I'm here. You you went there for a second on my end, anyway. The, maybe it's the ghost. Maybe it's ghost on the line. That the crypt advisor. That's very good. That's mm-hmm. very good. What what else would we have? We'd have um, <laughs> Yelp. Um, That's another one, I guess. Spooking.com. Sp- oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah it takes I, a, I, takes I, a I, bit longer. Bootels.com. <laughs> very good. <laughs> yeah, so it's very like hotels, good. but it's Bootels. Um, there must <laughs> yeah, be yeah. another one. It, there must be another one. It's funnier there. with the explanations. Um, Google reviews. Yeah, you're going a little bit off now, though. You think so? The, um, we won't we won't overuse boo, so we'll, we'll go back. We'll find another one now. That come on. Oh God, we're stuck. Why didn't we just we, we like we got a top tier one at the start? Why did we keep going? Because I felt like there must be there must be more there must be more there. 
There must be. Come um, on. What else is there? Travagboo. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just put boo on all of them. <laughs> Why not? Works uh, like uh, works like three out of four times. Uh, I've I don't know. Give me a site. I can't even think of a site. Any site. <gasps> Booking.com. No. There we go. Um, hey, uh, Trivago, Trivago. There you go. Trivago. Transylvania. Go. Mm, Close. Bit long winded. Yeah, bit long winded. The oh, do you know what I realised the other day? Mm-hmm. Do you know um what's the what's the name of that guy? Robert Patterson. Do you know him? Yeah. He's one of the few actors to have played every type of Batman. <laughs> what do you mean? How many Batman? Because he's men? played a vampire. Yeah. He's played Batman. So uh, is that the only Batman. Bat people? Or maybe if he'd played a baseball player. Batman. That's very, very, for. very yeah. good. Very good. All right. So, what, what are we doing this week? <laughs> Dennis, Dennis. The Mispa's, the Mispa Hotel's ghastly reputation can be traced back to its early days when it was a hub of sin and decadence frequented by miners gamblers <laughs> gamblers gamblers <laughs> miners it was the gamblers. best of times it was the blurst of, of times <laughs> frequented by miners gamblers and those ensnared by the enigmatic pull of the Nevada desert with miners, M-I-N-E-R, by the way. Um, well, you never know. It was back in the day. That's true. That's true. Different um, times. Under, underage miners. Uh, within its macabre walls, a plethora of tragic events unfolded, birthing phantasmal tales that have plagued guests and staff for decades. So just to get my head around this, right, because honestly, so many information went in, like mining towns, stuff like that. Other bits of information just flew straight out again. Is this like uh, Red Dead Redemption Wild West kind of town, or am I gone too far back? Because that's not actually that far back, but like... No, this is uh, is 1907, so you'd say like the frontier is... Yeah, the frontier is closing up, but you'd you'd still meet people from that kind of time. You know, okay. You, you you wouldn't be a million miles off, I think, if you were picturing a bordello. A bordello, nice. A bordello. Yeah. Don't know what that is. Nice. Yeah, I think isn't it a? You know a bordello. I don't. I don't know what a bordello. It's a, I like. Is that like a macado or? If you're gonna look it up, I'd go safe search. A bordello. Okay, let me get the description here. Uh, oh, oh, wow! You call that a, a brothel? This is from Wikipedia, right? I'm not saying this. A brothel, bordello, ranch, or whorehouse is a place where people engage in sexual activity with prostitutes. Um, well, oh, you're not, you're not going to believe this. They often describe themselves as massage parlors, bars, strip clubs, <laughs> body rub parlors, studios, or some other description. Are you Weird. joking me? Weird. That's crazy. Weird. That's crazy. Not the That's massage listen, parlor I go to. They're legit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're legit. I'm telling you, man. I've tried the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, uh the the do you know what I thought of the other day? Do you know what I thought of the other day? The joking coming, joking coming. People say people say um sex work is, is the oldest oldest profession. But how do they pay for it? No, it's good. It's good. Pretty I good. It, Raj, right, I will say right. I find it's very hard to react to jokes on the spot, especially on a podcast. That's very good, right? 
go with it. I wasn't. I, I had no doubt. Yeah, no, I, 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 I had a feeling you didn't. <laughs> no, I, I had no doubt about that. I, I'd go out now and say that in the street. Yeah, would you go out there? I'd be the that conf- I'd be that confident in that. I've listen. I've said that to tens of people, and uh, and I've never had. I've never had an outwardly negative reaction. Yeah. How I like so? How many scores of people have left? Oh, I'd say, I'd I'd say you couldn't fit them all in my room. Okay, all right, that's pretty decent. Yeah. All right, yeah, so yeah. let's let's recap a little bit right through this head okay. cold of a podcast, right? So we've got this uh, hotel in Nevada, frequented by mm-hmm. cowboys, um, all sorts, and uh, miners. miners, miners, and miners, right? And mm. This is uh, obviously because of all the goings on in there. I assume some people probably got murdered and stuff. Uh, maybe you're, people dying down the mines. With, you're forgetting about the gamblers that were there. The gamblers as well. Um, one of my favorite Star Wars character, gamblers. Yeah. Um, Gamblor. And they're all kind of knocking around in there. So I, I guess there's going to be people kind of buried in walls, people shot, people killed. Uh, I'd imagine so. Well, Dennis, Dennis, listen to this, right? The most haunting apparition in Mispa's sordid history is undoubtedly that of the lady in red. She remains a ghastly enigma, her presence both alluring and profoundly unsettling. Legend has it that this forlorn lady, whose true identity remains a mystery, met a gruesome end within the hotel's shadowy confines. Some whisper of a jealous lover who violently extinguished her life. Others speak of a tormented client driven to madness by her bewitching charms. All right, here we go, right? You've just opened the door to my favourite piece of Irish trivia in the entire world, right? Bar none. Oh. Here we go, right? Can I just stop you here? This is not the Christa Berg cast. It is the Christa Berg one. This is so good, right? Anyone out there, right? You're going to be the, 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 just the, the king or queen of, of, your, of your parties at Christmas when you bring this out in Ireland, right? Any person listening in America or whatever, don't know how you're going to bring it up. But this is unbelievable. Look this stuff up, right? You won't believe it. They'll be like, he's making it up. Look it up. It's on Wikipedia, right? Look it up, Lady in go Red. On, go on, There's a, there's a, so to give the people who are not from Ireland a little bit of context, right? There is, you know, kind of the late show, right, that we have over here, the talk show, the national broadcaster's talk show. There was a guy who used to present that called Pat Kenny, right? He still does a radio show, I think, I'm not sure. He is a Mm -hmm. boring plank of wood, right? He's a boring, boring plank of wood. They actually found him in a campsite, right? He was a peg that was used to just keep a tent down. They pulled him out of the ground and they put him on the radio, right? That's his personality, right? Fantastic guy. Um... But Krista Berg was in a nightclub in Straban, right, which is up near uh, Dublin. And he was in a nightclub and he saw a woman, a lady in red, dancing with Pat Kenny, cheek to cheek. And he later went on to marry that woman. But that song is about Pat Kenny, the campsite peg, dancing with his future wife. It's, a, it's about, I would say it's fair to say it's much more about his future wife than it's about Pat Kenny. Well, I don't know. I don't you, know. Really? Do you think Christopher had a secret longing for Pat Kenny? Could you? Well, it's not that he'd have a longing for him, but it's just like, wow, like, who is this that mm. he's, she's dancing with Pat Kenny? I wish I was Pat Kenny. Like, do you not ever get up sometimes and just wish that you were Pat Kenny, national broadcaster uh, on Campsite Peg? I, I can't say. <laughs> I can't say I do, but I do. I, I do also have a lady in red story. Go on. Uh, it, it's, it's not quite <laughs> as factually accurate as yours. But um, at the from secondary school, 
I remember a friend of mine, Rob, once we brought up Lady in Red. I can't remember how it came up. And my friend Rob, who I haven't seen in years now, he said, oh, do you ever play Lady in Red? And we were like, what's that? He goes, oh, you've never played Lady in Red? Oh, that's where you go into a, you go into a bathroom, uh, into, a, into some toilets, and you, uh, you sit in a cubicle, and then you close the cubicle door, and you wait until somebody else comes in, and then you just start singing Lady in Red really loudly in the cubicle. <laughs> no, that's a mental breakdown. That's called well, yeah, a mental breakdown. Yeah, and we, we said, like, who do you play this with? He goes, no, no, you play it by yourself. <laughs> you know what probably happened to him is he, he, he either did it and someone walked in on him or he walked in on some other lad and he was like, are you all right? And your man was like, oh, I'm just playing Lady in Red. I'm playing Lady in Red. That's all I'm doing. I'm playing doing. Lady in Red. It, it, honestly, it was the sort of thing that, like, me and my friend that he was telling this to, we just had to blank it, not acknowledge it. <laughs> we just had to, like, we just turn away and just, like, that's never coming up again. That can never be brought up put, ever again. Put that in the bin, please. Yeah, yeah. Please don't do. That. But listen, I'm I'm bringing it back. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try it now. The um, oh, I think the part of it as well is that you'd you'd see if you could get the other person to join in. Um, I I don't know how often that was happening. But, but are you also but, pretending to be, not be in the cubicle? No, no, you're in the cubicle. Okay, you're just trying to get them to sing with you. Yeah, yeah. The um, very very odd man. Not very nice man though. The lady in red spirit is believed to endlessly wander the hotel, her figure often manifesting in a scarlet dress that seems to bleed into the very fabric of the hotel's haunting aura. Those who have encountered her report an overpowering scent of flowery perfume filling the air with a choking intensity that's both captivating and petrifying. Her her malevolent gaze leaves those who dare to meet it with an overwhelming fear of being watched, scrutinised by the eyes that have seen more than a lifetime of suffering. Um, are there any kind of, because you just said there about the perfumes and stuff, and sometimes, mm-hmm. you know the way like uh, schmell is um, is linked heavily to memory and stuff. Is there anything that you've, that triggers like things from your childhood, but are things that you might have like eaten or anything? Have you ever eaten anything that you shouldn't have eaten? You know, like that, you actually literally can't consume. Like, I had potpourri before. I, I remember once I, I smelled some Madeleines that I'd only had in my childhood, and it, um, it sent me on a reverie. <laughs> what is this? What's that from? It's, it's the starting of, uh, of, of Proust in, in Remembrance of Time Lost. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> just a silly thing to, to throw in there. That's pretty I, I have a vivid memory. I have a vivid memory of eating um, eating little things from roses. Do you know roses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the Christmas sweets. Eating ones of those that I found on the floor. Um, Where? In, 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 my, in my house, like oh, in right. my parents' house when I was growing up. And, um, and having no source of the origin of them. And don't, like to this day, if I had to guess, I like, I, it, was, it fucking freaked me out as a kid. Fucking, I just remember going out. I remember my, there weren't many people home. My sister was watching Around the World in 100 and whatever, day, Around the World in 80 days. <laughs> in a set right? number of days. Yeah, yeah, in 160 days. She was watching it twice. And um, that, you know, was the old one. The old shit one was on. Yeah. That was on, it was like nowhere near Christmas. It, like, if I was to guess, it was probably like, um, maybe August or something. And 
as um, I just remember, it was almost like they appeared on the on the stairs. You found them on the stairs, on the steps. Yeah. And I remember eating them and being freaked out and not knowing where they'd come from and asking, like asking, well, does anyone know where these came from? And nobody knew where they came from. And then they more appeared. Fucking freaked me out. The second bit can't be true. The more appeared. No, that's true. If more appeared, someone's luring you in to try and kill you somewhere. Was there a big was was there a big comically big mouse trap at the end of it with like the nicest roses inside in it? There was, if I look back, I think that there was a a giant a giant piece of cheese (laughs) on a plate. Um, just s- sat in the middle of, and I, I remember there was an anvil, an anvil <laughs> hanging from the ceiling. There was, there wasn't like a coyote up the top of the stairs or anything, was there? The, listen, I don't know what it was. That's not my area, but whatever it was, the guy looked wily. That's all I'll say. <laughs> but no, no, that's true about the chocolates. But wait, let's. T- can I get into this a little bit though? If what time did you discover the chocolates? Oh, this is like, oh, what, what's this? What do you mean? It's a Saturday, uh, maybe 2 p.m.? 2 p.m. So, like, they. Midday to 2 p.m. So, people have been up and down the stairs already, but are you saying you were the first person that discovered the chocolates, or you were the first person that decided to eat them off the stairs? Probably discovered them. Probably both. All right, so. And, and the time between discovering them and eating them was fucking rapid. <laughs> Instant. The, yeah. You were just. <laughs> um, um, um. Fucking hell, this is weird. With your eyes closed, <laughs> just going towards the most yeah. trap. But so, and no one claimed, of course, I know what it is. I know what it is. Someone was hoarding a box of roses that they probably got as a gift or something, right? Ran in, dashed in the house in a hurry, dropped a little bit of it as evidence, and then couldn't, even though they're probably pissed off that you had some tasty ones, couldn't then actually admit afterwards that they were theirs. So they had to deny that they they had the roses. Do you know what? The more I think about it, the more I think there's a chance they were Quality Street, well, what kind of shapes? Were and, we, were they? and we never had Quality Street. Never <laughs> in my life did we get Quality Street. Why did you not get Quality Street? We didn't. They were Protestant sweets, Dennis. A quality Street? Are they Protestant sweets? That was what it was seen as in my in my household. Why? I, why were they seen as Protestants? Where did that come from? This is the big orange one. Was Quality Street? I thought Quality Street was in a white box. No, there's there's like an orange, a big orange one in the middle of it. That comes with a sash. Is that that's a different one? Yeah, though, yeah. No, no, but I I don't know why, but that was like it. It was seen as like decadent or not like like. Did, yeah. Do you mean because I think as well, Protestant probably means posher as well a little bit, doesn't it? Like yeah, yeah. In, in Ireland does. back has, in the day, so do you, do you think Quality Street was a little bit upmarket? So I just think it was like why mess with why mess with anything other than roses. I'll, t- I'll tell you something, right? Okay, you won't believe us out there. You'll just think this is just an old man thing, right? It's not. You could buy a box of roses tomorrow, and you'd have to get a van to, de- or uh, not tomorrow. You could buy a box of roses like twenty years ago, and you'd have to get a van to deliver it. They were here huge. They were deep. Yeah, well, oh, you're you're denying that they were absolutely massive. No, they were deeper. They were deeper. But you wouldn't need a van. <laughs> do you know what I'm sorry you actually wouldn't you wouldn't need a you van. could probably actually just put them into the trolley and come home yeah the van the van for me Dennis, that's where you lost me I thought this like you didn't think it was believable thing. no I thought that's a pretty <laughs> far like that's a leap a no, leap too I, far for this grounded comedian <laughs> alright so hotel where are we <laughs> wait, wait no no before we go to the hotel that's a genuine memory and it freaked me out 
Um, I've no explanation for it. It's probably that and seeing a UFO are the two. But you're fucking. But you're it. saying to yourself here, like I've no explanation for it. But you're also not open to any normal explanations. You're basically saying, like, you are saying that they manifested on the stairs by themselves. Like that's yes. that's what you're saying. At the time, at the time, I genuinely thought maybe it was like two worlds overlapping. Yeah. Like dimension wise. Maybe someone. Maybe someone was trying to make you Protestant. I hope not. <laughs> It didn't work. But it, it, it goes along with... I told you the other day. We'll continue with the story then. But I told you the other day I saw a UFO. Um, but I had to get on my bus. So I, I couldn't take a picture of it. That's true. That's 100% true. I, I failed to... I mean, I, I can't describe my disappointment in your lack of commitment to the UFO community. I was uh, The bus, next bus would have been 25 minutes to us. Yeah, well, what about the UFO? you got to... Suss it out for us, no? Intrepid there's reporter. Loads of, loads of evidence of those. Oh, right. So it was more this important. This boss. Honestly, you don't know the schedule of this boss. It might be less frequent than UFO. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, the boss, I'd say I've seen more UFOs at that bus stop than I've seen the, the fucking 275 go by it. You have to take one when you see it. But I, I was so disappointed. I saw it and I went, oh, fuck that. Do you think the, uh, the UFO was like, it's the fucking 275, look at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he couldn't believe his luck. <laughs> Jesus Christ, get in here. <laughs> oh, we never took a picture. We never <laughs> took a picture. <laughs> so, Dennis. Ah, Dennis. There is more to her sinister presence. Guests who have crossed her spectral path, speak of nights filled with unsettling giggles that slice through the oppressive silence, reverberating like a mocking taunt. And on occasion, she takes pleasure in playing wicked pranks on the unsuspecting. Her chilling footsteps echo in empty corridors, leading guests on a maddening chase through the labyrinthine halls, driving them to the brink of insanity. There's no better man for pranks than that clown ghost who used to kick people up the arse in Drury Lane Theatre. Oh, what what was it? Um, oh, it it wasn't Jill Dando. It it was Dan O'Nino. Dan O'Nino, yeah, Dan O'Nino <laughs> definitely wasn't Jill Dando. <laughs> no, deary, deary me. Um, Jill Dando. So th- <laughs> so this ghost, am I right in saying that she's just running all over the place and then people are chasing her? Yeah, yeah. Chase me, chase me. There's no way in hell I would ever chase a ghost. Not a hope. I'd be like, oh, I'm coming after you there. And I would run straight out of the house. I'd be gone. Uh, what if she looks like... Um, who's the who's the person you really like? Don't. Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the person you like? Hey, hey, 70-year-old Dennis. What's that, what's that model <laughs> you like from the 90s? That is... Is that her? Yeah. Who's the person... I saw, her on, I saw her on Muppets tonight. And I uh, fell yeah. in love with her. Yeah, so what if what if she looked like Cindy Crawford? Would you and you were single? Would you follow the ghost? No, I'd be straight out of the house and back in the front door. <laughs> um, I'd say, I think. I still, like, I still think that you underestimate even um, as you would describe it, a sexy woman being scary. Like you, you th- if there was a you know a little graph, I think sexy and scary would <laughs> like. They overlap as, for me. As, as sexy, no, well, as, as sexy goes up, scary goes down. <laughs> that is it. That is it. I see. I think that's true, and I don't think. I don't think that that's purely. Uh, I don't think that that's. Uh, you know, I don't think I'm alone in that thought. 
But you need to watch out then for those sirens and stuff, you know, like, because they're going to, they lead you and you think like, oh, this is great. Now I'm going to have a bit of weird ghost sex. To be honest, I, I do think you have to kind of think to yourself as well, how is this even going to happen? Uh, but eventually, you know, she's going to turn into some sort of monstrous thing and probably eat the head off you, you know? I do think... Y- like most women? Come on, boys. Um, the, oh, the, oh, we've checked it. It's safe. It's in. <laughs> Goal allowed. Um, <laughs> uh, what I will say is, um, I do. I think that there is, um, you know, they're definitely. Uh, you're familiar with the succubus. Yeah, familiar. Yeah, not intimately, yeah. but no. Or, or the or the incubus is is the the other version of it. The like the succubus is is a female spirit that has sex with you until you die. And mm. then an incubus is a male spirit that has sex with you until you die. And, uh, like, you know... <laughs> could, you, could, you, could you imagine you're at home and you're going, oh, here it comes, here it comes. And it's like, did I say incubus or oh, no. succubus? Let me just look at that spell again. <laughs> the, uh, the, oh, no. Um, the, Listen, there's been a big misunderstanding. <laughs> you have to go back. <laughs> yeah, listen, right. But my my point was going to be that there's like um there it is funny that they exist and also then ghosts that just knock cups off of off of tables exist. And that they're like are they in the same hierarchy? Uh I'd say they're probably different departments. I think you've got sexy ghosts yeah. and then you've got cup knockers. Yeah, yeah. What do you do? Oh, I move chairs. What about you? Oh, I f*** them till they die. <laughs> oh, wow. How'd you, oh. how'd you get into that? Yeah, did you work your way up? Okay. So, her malevolence, Dennis, extends beyond her sinister games. The lady in red has been known to manifest in the darkest hours of the night. Standing, you won't like this, standing at the foot of guests' beds, a silhouette that exudes a chilling malevolence. Her icy touch sends a shiver down one's spine, an indelible reminder of her sinister secrets that lie hidden within the Mispa's hotel walls. You know, I don't like that shadowy stuff going on in bedrooms. I've got a fairly bad couple of frights from coats I've hung up on hangers and forgot about, and then look in the really? middle of the night and get a real bad fright. Did you ever try to, like, manipulate things with your mind when you were a kid, like telekinesis stuff? Uh, like other children? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, no, of course I did, yeah. I was a big, big inspiration for me was Magneto in, in uh, the X-Men, so. Uh, you would be such a Magneto. Yeah, I'd love to be Magneto. I, I, I think I think they've done him in in, in some of the, the newer stuff, but it's particularly when he, um, like, basically used all the metal in the world to kill pretty much the entire world and then Xavier just walked down the corridor after with him going like old friend well there must be billions of people dead but anyway no I like Magneto I think uh, I think he's got the, he's got the lay of the land like you know he knows what's up I think I think the fact that they put Magneto in that giant plastic prison mm. that is um, like you do have to think you do have to think that is uh, that's overkill like For- what what like, you know, can can that, will that ever be recycled? Well, I think, you see, Magneto is going to get more and more powerful as microplastics and stuff become more and more unfashionable. Oh, you think so? Because mm. now everyone, now everyone has those like aluminum chili bottles. 
what are they? I won't believe it. You know, they're, they're like those aluminum water bottles. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Magneto fly into the air and he goes, mm, I will take all your water bottles. And they all fly out. <laughs> the... <laughs> What an, what an annoying villain what an annoying villain oh yeah oh I, a friend of mine came up with such a good villain in um, secondary school mm. the um, him and his brother got like do you know those cheap um, like Poundland um, y- you know costumes yeah uh, like superhero costumes and they made up what they were and his one was <laughs> the caretaker and his Superpowers—he could take away your care, so he what, could what? just stop you caring about things. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. So he he would. So it's like, oh, the caretaker. Oh, he's gonna blow up the world. But then he goes, oh, but I can't be arsed. Like, he, you know, he takes away people's yeah, but you ability could, to be motivated. You could be an unbelievable villain with that as well, though. Because like, so you could yeah, take, no, you no, could no, take no. away their care of killing someone. Do you know what well, I mean? That, that's what he is. That yeah. he was a villain. Mm. Who's a villain? He could. I guess he could be a hero. But that, uh, all right, okay. You don't have to give me a name, but you have to give me a superpower, right? right? Oh, but you can't. It can't be invisible. A, invisible wanking. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. It can't be invisible a, while wanking. <laughs> all right. I I have to say, Roger. I can't actually give you this power. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. So, so so taper your excitement. <laughs> yeah. Um. But it can't be a power that any other superhero has had before. Oh. So it can't um, be the caretaker. Okay, um, I what I always the what I go back to is I always thought of John in Jojo. John, they have the stands. What are they? They're like um, they're they're like spirits that give you superpowers. Yeah. Okay. And and you name your stand as well, and the st- stand kind of has a pithy name, mm-hmm. and then that gives you power. So my stand in this was going to be some like it hot. Okay, I, like I that. can manipulate the temperature of water. Sure, there's no superheroes had that before. Listen, Dennis. Do you want me to just invent? Like, there is, there is no like. What? Uh, what am I going to do? Like, oh, you can. Okay, iPhone chargers come to my ass. <laughs> right? Wow, yeah. you're really, you're really playing ball today. <laughs> I don't know, like something quirky, like you can always return your clothes when you buy them or something without the tags. You know, anything. <laughs> But of course, you go straight to. Oh, really? What do you want me to do? Ask myself. Okay. I, I five asses. I have I five asses. How annoyed I am. They, I don't even have an iPhone. <laughs> what am I doing with all these charges? <laughs> the only the only reason people are inviting you out is to charge your phone out of your ass. <laughs> yeah, another one. Oh no, they don't all right, smell. Let's keep going. Okay, Dennis. Okay, the Mispa Hotel. Sorry, is, they definitely smell. <laughs> no, they don't smell. That's part of the superpower. That's part of the superpower. <laughs> Thank God. I just sell them. The Mispo Hotel, with its grim history, has transformed into a nightmarish attraction. Eager ghost hunters and thrill seekers are drawn to its chilling allure, willingly venturing into the depths of this special labyrinth. The ghostly tales of the lead lady, of the lead, of the red, le- the the who of the red lady, of the lead lady, lady and lead. Oh, of of the red lady and her tortured existence echoing through the hotel's decrepit hallways beckon those who are fa- fascinated by the morbid and the macabre. The Mispa Hotel's reputation as a haven for the undead and the damned has given rise to a series of tours and spine-tickling events. Economically advantageous, isn't it? Yeah, that excite visitors. 
But it's also a damn fine hotel. It's not just the. It's not just the. And is it the and is stuff. it still around? Like, yeah, you can go to it. Uh, well, can Check you sp- how much it is? Can for you spell a day. it? M I S P A H. Oh, sorry, M I Z P A H. Okay, I have it here. Uh, Tunapa, Tonapa, Tonapa, Nevada. Yeah. All right. Actually, I'll, I'll read some reviews. You want some reviews? Go on. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, if I can, man, I tell you, some of the stuff just, just isn't that intuitive. I can write a review, add a photo, or view three of them. All right, here we go. Uh, are you on? Uh, are you on Spooking dot com? Or are uh, you on? Uh, no, I'm on. Uh, help! I'm on Google. Google. <laughs> All right. Uh, nothing really there. All right. Stopped off for one night while on a road trip on the motorcycles. It's a great old west style hotel and decorated nicely. The room was big and the bed was very comfortable. Okay, nothing there. Yeah. Um, Maybe filter on ghost. Go, what are our filters? Our filters are food, bar, nightlife, couples, pets, parking. I, I actually really did think that there would be one that would come up about um, haunting because I did see some stuff in there. Um, well, the it chef, is in the top ten. Oh, this is hotels. kind of scary. The chef at the oh. Pittman Cafe came out to talk with each table. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> scary. Um, people My seem son. to. Sorry, My go son on. had a peanut allergy. <laughs> He's dead. Ooh. <laughs> it was as if the red lady had grabbed his neck alright this is from Daphne right she says if old and haunted isn't your thing maybe not for you but if you're a history wow. nerd who also loves some creepy vibes oh is the this the place um, so walking down the stairs to the lobby you can put yourself in the early 1900s imagine the chatter of people playing cards and smoking smoking so cool while a piano is playing it's the kind of place where you can touch the walls and feel the history trippy also the staff are amazing really truly incredible kind people I cannot emphasize this enough 10 out of 10 I'm telling you I did not wow. ex- I didn't expect to like get such good results like as in the, that, the reviews are really good it sounds good. It, Daphne also, I'm looking at the same review, and it says here that Daphne also said that um, it was dog-friendly. She stayed there with her three other friends, and there was ample parking for their van outside. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's scary. That's crazy. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, wow. Dennis. Dennis. The, the, the Mispa Hotel. <sighs> Sorry. The Mispa Hotel's haunted legacy is not for the faint-hearted. Whether one enters with a believer's conviction or a skeptic's doubt, the malevolent aura of the lady in red will leave an indelible mark, a harrowing experience that defies explanation. The Mispa Hotel stands as a testament to the blend of history and unsolved mysteries that define a sinister charm that still allures people to this day. And even now, the tale of the red lady... Remains unexplained. Just, it just felt like you were turning a very, very hard corner there. It's like you. What? It was like you forgot your catchphrase or something. That's why I laughed. Do, do I do I forget what I've written sometimes? Yeah, I'm a, you know. <laughs> sure. Like all the best of us, I'm sure Stephen King looks at novels sometimes. He goes, "What? What did uh, I write?" He definitely fucking looks at novels. Can't yeah. remember him. Um, how many lampsips did I have when I wrote that? Six. Yeah. This is what I was wondering. Is what? So the so Dennis. First of all, right. Before we finish up, what did you what do you make of the red lady? It's kind of an archetypal ghost. 
Are you familiar with them? I think coupled with the with the reviews, right, the spooky reviews of like it being dog friendly and stuff, and the staff being amazing and attentive. I think that um, again, it's one of those things. I always say in the podcast, I'll be all this, or I'd be giving it all this. I go in there, I'd say hello to all the staff. Everyone's like really friendly to me. I'd be there with my dogs. It's dog friendly, and then I go upstairs and I would not get any sleep because I'd be terrified for the whole entire fucking night. I don't. Where, I don't where, I don't like the lady in red thing. I like it scares me. I I, I especially think that, like, if uh, no one talks about this, right? No one talks about this. Yeah. But if a ghost is walking around in jeans and a t-shirt, not half as scary, right? But when a, no, no, when a ghost is walking around in a red dress, absolutely terrifying. I d- d- you know. Meanwhile, I'd be there. I'd be there. A slow jazz version of Christopher playing, <laughs> spraying on cologne. Yeah. Come on, we're throwing roses down on the floor, yeah. both the chocolates and the flower, and uh, <laughs> hopping away to myself. Then walking around the hall, coming back to where you left the roses and going, oh my God, who left these here? No, Holy no, no. shit. The, I, I will say, um, you know, there, there aren't many theories now for this week. The theory is that it's a ghost, really. Um, have we come across the theory or not the theory but the the question of whether or not you can get a ghost pregnant have we talked about that before (laughs) (laughs) um have you have you ever watched american horror story yeah i have uh way way back in the day so yeah they kind of tackle that i don't think you can get a ghost pregnant they tackle Um, i'm glad they tackle that because it's something we need to need to talk about you know what would you say do you think you could get a ghost pregnant I don't know, really. Um, I guess if you can do the actions and stuff and things are happening, you know, like, and and assuming that you're getting something out of it and they're getting something out of it, then I would say that if that is going on, then yes, I would say a baby is actionable. <laughs> here's here's worst case scenario. You 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 have a, 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 a stolen night with a succubus. Hmm. You go, oh, you know. What a what a great what a swell time, right? Sixty years down the line, bam! Oh, you know, requiem Apache, you know. Oh, may may he rest in peace. You turn up in the afterlife. You go, oh oh, it's here. Oh wow, at the gates, the pearly gates. <laughs> You're going in, Saint Peter. That's the guy at the, the gates, isn't it? Goes, uh, Mister Lynn. Oh hey 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 Saint Peter, what's up, uh, Mister Lynn? Um, you have uh, sixty years of outpaid, uh, <laughs> outpaid child support in the afterlife. What? Yeah, yes, you've been a deadbeat dad in the afterlife for sixty years. <laughs> your your name is Muck. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, okay. Um, in fact, we would have sent you down below, but uh, we need you here for repayments. So you're here as long as it takes you to repay, and then um, then you'll be going down below. Oh, okay. Um, and and just re- just remind me: uh, is there any way to kill yourself in this? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> in the Sorry the, 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 is there any way I could do it? Um, yeah, they. I think we're. I think we're. We're tied up, are we? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Um, I, I think we're both high on uh, paracetamol, limsips. That was good fun. Um, I hope people enjoyed themselves. I did. Uh, yeah. But remember, right? Twenty fourth of October. Would really love to see some heads there. Um, follow the Irish Creative Collective online on Instagram. They've got all the details up there, but also we'll be mm-hmm. putting up stuff during the week. Um, we're going to be doing a live podcast with some cool podcast friends. And yeah, I mean, why would you not go to it? 
yeah, I will say that everyone who everyone who's going to be on as a guest, I think, is fantastic, and uh, and also Joel that runs the Irish Creative Collective. There is no more supportive man in uh, in London in terms yeah. of um, of Irish people. Mm-hmm. He's done so much. He's done so much for me, and um, he's done so much for Dennis as well. And of course, that rumor going around about him of his very, very, very well, very well, very well endowed. That's what I heard. Don't know. Yeah. The- that's it's just, all. It's, listen, it's just what we've heard, mm. um, and 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 like so many stories we tell on this podcast, we won't we won't talk about the veracity of it. <laughs> all right, um, that's it for this week's episode. I'm Dennis Len. You can find me if you search Dennis Len's places. Over there is uh, Roger O'Sullivan. You can find me at Roger Comedy on Instagram or at Roger O'Sullivan everywhere else. Uh, thank you for listening guys we're going to go into the den files uh, and I guess uh, on the back of that uh, love you bye